Here's an urgent alert from the Student Loan Hotline. The average student loan debt is $25,000. Have you been out of college for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? If you are struggling with paying off your student loan, if you are past due, we can help. Nationwide Student Loan Relief can now restructure your student loans. We can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop harassing collection calls, and even eliminate your student loan payment. If you can't afford your student loans, or if you're past due and you need help, you must call right now. We will restructure your loan or your money back, and that's a guarantee. So call the Student Loan Hotline right now. 800-949-8707. 800-949-8707. 800-949-8707. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Hey, yo. For over 30 years and still, and still, your inside look into boxing and mixed martial arts. You know what? As long as she fights me 135 pounds, I don't care if she's injecting a horse demon into her eyeballs. Heard live around the world and brought to you by the World Boxing Organization. And now, and now, live from the Ring Talk Studios in San Francisco, here's the host of the longest running fight show in history, Pedro Fernandez. Check it, folks. I am nine days away from Cuba. Straight up going to Cuba, of course, the World Boxing Organization, the 30th Annual Congress, is leaving on a cruise ship uh, the 30th. That's right, Monday the 30th. Of course, out of lovely Miami Beach. Is it still lovely after all these storms? I just don't know. But obviously, Puerto Rico is still ravaged. And my friends in Puerto Rico, they live in San Juan. The ones that have a lot of money, the ones that are rich, okay, they're not complaining too much. They've got generators and that kind of stuff, you know, supporting their mansions. But my friends that work for a living... They don't have any power in their homes. They don't have fresh water. They have to walk miles. One lady's in her 70s. She's got a mother in her late 80s. This is sad, folks. These are Americans over there. And the reason why I open up the show like this is that this show is heard on the American Forces Network and all around the world on various platforms, according SB Nation, Sports, 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 Byline, Sports. You, you need to know that these people are American citizens, are American citizens, and they are dying for naught in Puerto Rico. This is not righteous. This is not fair. I'm going to end this rant with this. The Red Cross, I guess they do their thing to a certain extent, but I need you to call your congressman. You need to get off your butt, folks. You need to call congressman once in a while. Get out that 202 area code. Call them up. Let them have it. No, let them know. Even if you leave them a voicemail, let them know. Please, let them know. Enough of that. You are tuned to Sports Byline, of course, SB Nation Sports. I'm talking boxing and Mixed martial arts, but that Puerto Rican thing, we had to go with that first. If it was Texas, I'd be going with that, okay? But Texas was was well taken care of after the hurricane. Straight up, people dying in Puerto Rico as I speak, and they are Americans. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. On a bright note, open phone lines around the planet, 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. The guilt-free text line, 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. On the other side of the break, the Hall of Famer, Larry Merchant. These are the eyes that never knew how. 
This is an important announcement. If you're between 50 and 85 and worried about your loved ones, you can still get affordable life insurance for peace of mind. My life insurance coverage is guaranteed, and I was not required to get a medical exam. I had high blood pressure and diabetes, and I got my coverage with one telephone call. No exam necessary. I'm a smoker, and I wanted to take care of my family. I called to get my life insurance and my affairs in order. I wanted to do the right thing. Call Final Expense No Exam Insurance. Your rates are guaranteed and will never increase. I called and learned that this insurance cannot be canceled, even if you get sick or gain weight. And there are no restrictions on how my beneficiaries use the money when I'm gone. Don't wait until it's too late. Call now and get peace of mind for you and your family. Call 800-935-2177. Nobody wants to get ripped off, broken into, or robbed, but nobody wants to pay a lot of money to have their home protected either. I've got an offer to tell you about to provide home security for your home. For a simple rate as low as $19.99 a month. For real, with no installation or equipment charges. And this is from a company rated number one by a leading consumer research company. According to the facts, most of you won't even call unless there's a burglary in your neighborhood or something bad happens. So let's give you a reason. Save money. For as low as $19.99 a month with no other costs, you can get your home secured. Plus, get a lifetime equipment replacement warranty. You need protection for your home. Call the Home Security Hotline right now. Call 800-587-4281. 800-587-4281. 800-587-4281. Call now. That's 800-587-4281. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right. Call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Darkest of night with the moon shining bright. There's a set going strong, a lot of things going on. The man of the hour has an air of great power. The dudes have envied him for so long. My next guest is the super fly of everybody when it comes to the boxing business, folks. He is the iconic one, the Hall of Famer himself, Mr. Larry Merchant. A very good morning to you, sir. And good morning to you, Pedro. And, you know, I've never been, you and I have been doing radio a long, long time, and I really have been speechless. I don't know where to start as far as what's going on with the country is concerned. So let's take a look at boxing. I think there's a fight on. No, how about the fact that Luis Ortiz, our guy, the guy that we thought was a little bit special, Turns up dirty on these on these these performance enhancing drugs. He's trying to say it's high blood pressure. Have you followed that 
that little uh, skit a little bit at all? Yes, yes, I have, and that's the second time uh, he's been nailed. And like you and others, I thought this guy had a chance to really be special, a, a, a super heavyweight who really knew how to fight on the inside and was very strong and was uh, being avoided by everybody. Uh, up until the time that Wilder agreed to fight him, which for us was a big deal. But if a guy can't maintain himself as a challenger, how could he do it as a champion? If, if, if he doesn't know what it takes to play the game and he wants to be a champion, I'm sorry, he's blown it. And... Um, that's why there are so few serious champions, because somewhere in the way, along the way, their vulnerabilities become exposed. Their vulnerabilities may be in or out of the ring. And in this case, it's out of the ring. Shame on him. Let's move on. Uh, just for a second, though. Unbeaten. Looking good, as you, you and I said, that ability to fight on the inside, just, it was so exciting, and we just was for a heavyweight. Oh, my God. I mean, the ability to throw those uppercuts, those hooks. Now, what he's claiming, and I've heard other uh, athletes post stuff like this. Women have claimed that they were taking this certain performance-enhancing drug, and they were able to get out of it later by saying that they had uh, 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 an estrogen issue or something like that. I mean, there's all kinds of little fine lines. So what they're trying to walk, the fine line that the Ortiz camp is trying to walk is that the side effects or, or one of the uses for this drug that he tested positive for is high blood pressure. So he's trying to say that he was at the, at the uh, emergency room in, in, in Florida several times for high blood pressure, trying to build a medical record on that. So they're going to try to build their excuses off of that. Regardless, it's the second time. He's in a position to fight for the title. He blows it when he's in his most, how can I put this, advantageous position. Screw him. You know, there's, there's an old song lyric um, from the musical Chicago in, in, uh, in which the, uh, the person who was charged with murder claims, I didn't know the gun was loaded. <laughs> and, and and when we have had fighters who have been found to have uh, their gloves loaded, I use that to say, well, he didn't know his gloves were loaded. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. This is a guy in his late, in his mid-30s. Uh, he's supposed to know what's going on. They're supposed to fill out the forms properly, which in this case they didn't. They try to get away with something. Shame on them. Good night. Is this a um, uh, an indictment of, of heavyweight boxing to an extent? Because I think this is like the third time in a year and a half or two years that a, that a potential opponent for Mr. Wilder, of course, the uh, champion out of Mobile, Alabama, 2008 Olympic bronze medalist. That's right, Mobile, Alabama, folks, a new boxing mecca in the world. Um, but, but, I mean, Povetkin tested, I think, positive twice in two different fights. I mean, this guy sort of jinxed. Uh, I don't know if it's jinxed. Uh, I don't know if it's um, they need to feel um, that they have outside support. Why would I be shocked? Uh, that a Russian heavyweight, 
or a Russian athlete of any kind was found to have used uh, performance-enhancing drugs. Larry, do you remember, the, uh, you and I remember the uh, the days of, uh, of Vasily, I can't think of the, the great weightlifter out of, um, out of the USSR, but the women in that era, the, women, the female weightlifters, the female athletes, they were so obviously needing a shave by 5 o'clock, the steroids were pretty obvious. There were, there were a number of indications, but the, the, the drug uh, routine was not really followed. And as we've learned, um, they had a system in place to full drug tests, changing urine specimens and all the like. It's been revealed. It's been outed. So there's no question that that was part of the culture. It's conceivable that many of the athletes who were taken at young ages and put into uh, youth programs and schools where they could major in shot putting um, may have had these uh, drugs um, um, implanted in them without their knowledge. That's, that is conceivable. But not in the modern era. Now we know about it, uh, and while obviously there are some athletes who think that the risk is worth the reward if they are not caught, um, those who are being caught, and they are being caught, um, are finding that uh, the risk-reward ratio is not so good. The Guilfrey text line has got a question for Larry Merchant. Did Andre Ward punk out Sergei Kovalev in the second fight? I don't know what that means exactly, punk him out. What is, I don't know exactly what um, Greg means I by that. I guess it means did he, did he fake him out? Did he hit him low? I don't know. I thought there was a bit of a quick stoppage. Uh, given the history of, the, of both fighters, you give them the benefit of the doubt in that situation, in my view. But... Uh, I, I, I give Ward credit for the second fight uh, and, 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 and how he took care of business, um, you know, and you give him high marks and, and move on. Ward's been in a lot of good fights a lot, or a lot of tough, against a lot of tough opponents, and uh, um, he uh, usually uh, comes out on top, although most of us thought that wasn't the case in the first fight with Kovalev. You know, what, I'm glad you brought up Ward. 2004 Olympic gold medalist. I mean, I was tight with him. I was the only guy that, that everybody said I was shilling when I said he was going to win the gold medal, especially when he was moving up 15 pounds. Regardless, he won the gold. He is the, and then he won the Super 8 Showtime thing. So, he, I mean, he's really accomplished a lot. There's no doubt about it. But he's 2004. This is 2017 approaching 2018. He thought he'd be out of the game by 2012. Obviously, that didn't happen. Ray Leonard told me time and time and time again when we were running together, when he was undefeated and things like that, uh, or take that back, after he lost one fight to Leonard, to Duran, and, and had that one loss and came back to two different comebacks, Ray, I'm, I'm not going to get embarrassed. I'm not going to go out here and get embarrassed. I'm not going to lose going out here in the end. Ward has essentially said the same thing. Outside of Marciano, does anybody really do, does anybody really walk away? Well, there have been a few uh, people who have walked who have walked away. For example, uh, Marvin Hagler walked away when there was uh, an eight-figure guarantee for a rematch with Leonard. 
uh, Lennox Lewis walked away when there was yes, big right. money to be made in a rematch with of a very exciting heavyweight championship fight with Vitaly Klitschko. So a few fighters have been able to walk away. Most of them can't. I will tell you a story. After George Foreman, at the scene in Caracas, when George Foreman was fighting Ken Norton, and everyone knew that if Foreman won the fight, he would then fight Ali. Well, Ali was down there. And one afternoon at lunch, I was reading a newspaper, doing whatever I was doing. Ali sat down next to me and said, do you think I'll be able to retire? What he was saying was he knew the danger of a fight with Holyfield, with Foreman. Could he just walk away? He didn't know. He was honest enough to know that he didn't know. And I think a lot of fighters who say they want to retire really don't know what that means when the time comes because very few of them have put away enough money for retirement and in, in, the, in their 30s, how many people have, and very few of them have other lives to lead, know that they have some other interest in life that they can pursue. Ali didn't know, and he admitted it. And later we found out that he couldn't stay away. He loved the action. He wanted to be on stage. Maybe he needed the money. We don't know. Caracas, Venezuela, of course, that was when Ali and Cosell were on that plane leaving Caracas, uh, was, yeah, leaving Caracas, and the, the airport is like got an island, island sort of strip at the end there. They're flying down the runway, and the pilot at the last minute decides, Larry, to hit the brakes. And it was the most violent. The plane skidded sideways, all that kind of good stuff. Anyway, the plane ended up uh, right to left instead of going straight ahead. That's when it, And it was like uh, 30 feet away from the edge of the cliff. Anyway, so Ali jumps up and tells Cosell, I saved your ass again, Howard. <laughs> that's the first thing he said when that happened. But that, yeah, that set up, that set up the foreman fight, no doubt about it. Uh, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. The man on the other line is the Hall of Famer himself, Mr. Larry Merchant. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live from the city by the Bay, San Francisco, California, SB Nation, Sports Byline Sports. Got some, caught a couple texts with the Godfather afterwards. If you'd like to put one in the queue, it's 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Thank you, Pedro. You going to run tomorrow? I'll be right. You going to run tomorrow morning? <laughs> 530. Sunday. I'm leaving tomorrow at 10. I'll run with you tomorrow morning. Okay, babe. Okay. Everywhere, as she told me, it can break your heart and put you in misery. Since I met this little woman, I feel it's happened to me. And I'm telling you, it's too late to turn back now. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. 
So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-813-9940. My joints used to kill me. I'd wake up with stiff knees and a stiff back, and it wouldn't get much better throughout the day. I went to doctors and took almost every supplement you can think of, and nothing seemed to help. Then I found something called Oil Can Joint Lubricant. They use only top-of-the-line, all-natural ingredients, and I know many companies make similar claims, but here's the big difference. Oil can ingredients are scientifically formulated to work together faster than anything else in the marketplace. That's guaranteed. I take oil can every day. My knee pain was gone at just a few days. So if you have knee pain back pain and you tried everything, try oil can joint lubricant risk-free right now. I'm confident you'll have fewer aches and pains within days or we will gladly refund your money. Call right now. 800-989-1795-800-989-1795-800-989-1795. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Boom. 27 and a half minutes past the hour. We are blessed with the presence of the retired HBO godfather himself, Mr. Larry Merchant. And Larry, some uh, text coming in here. Take that back. Yeah, text coming in here from Phoenix, Arizona, from Jose. says, the fighter of the 90s he thinks was overlooked is Julian Jackson. I'm looking at his record here. He, he did knock out a lot of people. He was exciting. Of course, knocked out Terry Norris as well. 55 and 6, 49 KOs. People don't talk about him. Uh, was he underrated? Did he go under the radar? Does he deserve more praise? Talk to me. Um, I don't know. He's widely recognized as a really good puncher. But um, there were so many good fighters in the 90s. Mm-hmm. When you look back and think about it, early in the 90s, of the last great era of, of American heavyweights, and, and, and Roy Jones and, and Oscar De La Hoya, and and all of the fighters who who or many of the fighters who fought them, and and then the era of the featherweights that came in with uh, Kevin Kelly and 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 uh, Nassim Ahmed, Nassim and, yeah. and uh, Morales and Barrera. 
So, um, look, every fighter has his opportunity to make an impression on the viewers. Um, For whatever reason, there were other fighters who made bigger impressions. And there were some really uh, sensational fighters in the 90s. 55 and 60, all six losses were uh, via KO. Of course, the biggest puncher in, in that era as far as junior middleweight is concerned. Knocked out Terry Norris and starched Terry Norris. And starched Terry Norris. Second question here sort of uh, goes along with something I had, I had in mind. Um, how can I put this? I'm going to put this eloquently. Hagler, Hagler did have made a lot of concessions to fight Leonard. I mean, as far as financial concessions, like the size of the ring and the gloves and, and the fact that it went 12 rounds instead of 15 rounds and this and that. And I guess what Philip is trying to say is here is what I've been trying to say for a long time or asking the question, did he just sell his soul that night? Um, look, it, that was a, an, an example of the champion being the B-side of the negotiation and the build-up. Hagler was a champion, a hell of a good champion, widely recognized, but he wasn't the superstar that Sugar Ray Leonard was. So to make the fight, Hagler had to make some concessions. We saw... The same kind of thing happened recently with Canelo and Golovkin. Um, Canelo was the star. He puts more asses in seats than anybody else around. Uh, and Golovkin had to go along with a number of concessions. And that's the nature of, of negotiations, Okay. Who has an edge in what? And how can they impose it? Um, But I think, although at the time I thought that Hagler did enough to keep his title, uh, the fact of the matter was uh, he came out uh, trying to outbox the boxer in the first few rounds, if you recall. It was was crazy. It was absolutely bizarre. Instead of trying to impose his size, and and will uh, on Leonard the way he he did on Hearns, he wanted to show and always had a thing about this incidentally that showed that he could outbox Sugar Ray Leonard. As a consequence, he lost several a number of the early rounds <laughs> where he was not seriously competitive, where he was not imposing himself on Leonard. Uh, trying to beat him down for the later rounds, trying to win some of those rounds. That's how he lost the fight. Okay. Um, not by whatever concessions were made. And incidentally, as I mentioned before, uh, he had an opportunity to write what he considered wrong um, by having a rematch. And he made $19 million in 1980s dollars and said, that's it. And never put the gloves on again. Good point. You know, I I, I go back to May of 1989. Ray and I are laying around um, after running in Palm, West Palm Beach, Fort Lafayette, West Palm Beach, down there in Florida. And um, we're on a golf course. And I remember swatting the flies away, this and that, and talking to him. I said, I said you know, the Hag- talking about the Hagler fight, this and that. I said, 
what made you come back and fight Hadley? And why'd you wait so long? He goes, well, he goes, when I saw what Duran did to him, he goes, when I saw Duran was pot shotting him with that right hand, and I thought, saw that Duran was almost beating him in, 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 in over 12 rounds. I said to myself, you know, I've got a chance here. I says, so why did you wait three year, three rounds? He said, Pedro, in real estate, location is everything. In boxing, timing is everything. Well, I think that was part of it. We all recall that he had an eye injury that kept him out of boxing, um, with one exception, for five years. Um, and But I don't question the fact that timing uh, is everything. You also recall that he had a really, really hard fight against um, the African fighter. John Mugabe. Mugabe. I mean, it was a great fight. Mugabe was a really strong, determined guy. And Haggard just stood up to him, and it was a killer fight. So it may have been that, you know, over time that, that uh, uh, Haggard had, uh, was not as, as uh, was, wearing out, was wearing out a little bit. Um, and the timing was right, but um, you couldn't have convinced a lot of people of that just before the fight, no. <laughs> um, um, where a lot of people thought the timing was all wrong. I, I remember on that on that card with Mugabe and uh, Mugabe and Hagler, it was a war. I was sitting on that fourth row. It was just brutal, folks. I mean, just brutal. You want to look at brutality, look that up on YouTube. But Tommy Hearns iced the late James Shuler in like one round for the NABF middleweight title, and of course, Schuler would die like 48 hours later in a, in a motorcycle wreck. I don't recall that. Yeah. Well, you know, I, 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 sometimes my memory works a little bit. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> we you know, remember different things. Exactly. So how's Godmother doing? Is she doing okay, Godfather? Well, she's been struggling with some issues lately, but uh, it too shall pass. Okay. Um, light Boxing Weekend, I was looking at it, and of course there's a fight card on Showtime real quick. I had a couple of minutes. Lara... The Arisani Lara, the Cuban, of course, uh, national, taking on Terrell Gasha. I don't know much about Terrell Gasha. But Jamel Charles on the card. It looks like the uh, ploy is to match these two guys as far as Al Heyman is concerned. Is this a card worth fight, worth watching tonight, Jamal Charlo and Eric's, Eric's and Lubin? Um, I think that's considered by a lot of serious boxing people as the uh, real um, main event of the show. Um and it's interesting that Charlo and his uh, brother, who's already moved up to middleweight, mm-hmm. both are now talking about, well, they want to uh, fight uh, Canelo. They want to fight Golovkin uh, when their term, time comes. Because the junior middleweight division uh, has, had a, a, has a number of very good fighters, but none of them are box office attractions, stars, etc. And... Hey, um, moving up from 54 to 60 is not, or shouldn't be, that big of a deal. Yee, Larry, I moved eight, up eight pounds and I got spanked. Anyway, I love you, Godfather. Say hello to the Godmother. We'll talk soon. Uh, all right. Um, I, I hope that uh, you've uh, overcome that spanking. Guidance from above These people got me, got me questioning 
suffer from back pain, joint pain, arthritis, or other chronic pain, you need to try the water therapy benefits that Advantage Therapeutic Walk-In Bath provides. Not only does Advantage Walk-In Bath help get you in and out of the tub safely, it is proven to be beneficial to relieve aches and pains, giving you the relief to enjoy your day. You can enjoy taking your new bath and rejuvenating your body in as little as seven days. And if you call today and ask for the radio special, we'll give you a $1,500 coupon towards the purchase of a new Vantage walk-in bath. Every call in the next 10 minutes will receive a $1,500 coupon towards the purchase of a new Vantage walk-in bath. Your aches and pains can be washed away. Call right now for a risk-free quote. 800-552-6851. That's 800-552-6851. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517, 800-932-5517, 800-932-5517, 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Check it. 40 minutes past the hour. You are tuned to Sports Byline SB Nation Radio. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Of course, I am the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio race, folks. Often imitated, but never duplicated. 34 plus years now of radio presence, of course. Live phone lines all around the world, emanating, of course, from the city by the bay, San Francisco, California. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. I'll conclude this hour talking boxing. Open up hour number two. And talk mixed martial arts for the most part in hour number two. Of course, this is the two-hour edition of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Each and every Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern time right here on Sports Byline. 
and SB Nation Sports. Straight up, wow, I'm just blown away by the fact that the 154-pound division seems to be rocking and rolling. You know, junior middleweights was always like like the the the, the redheaded stepchild to an extent until Ray Leonard came along, until, until you know, Roberto Duran came along, until Tommy Hearns came along. Man, that big 154-pound show, uh, showdown they had in June of 1984, I believe, Tommy Hearns. And Roberto Duran, good Lord, was that ugly. Did Duran get paced in or what? Face first, knocked out, cold. I was there in the first row. Actually, I was sitting on the floor next to the ring. And you could hear when Duran got knocked out in the second round. What happened was Tommy Tommy had him all on, like, ooh, all rubbery. He was all screwed up. He didn't know where he was coming or going, all right? He was really hurt from the first round. Got knocked out in the first round a couple of times. Anyway, in the second round, Tommy faked a jab to the body, and then he hit him with a right hand straight on the chin. It was a faint move, okay? And Duran bit for it like a fish, man, with a big like a big worm on a hook. He got, ah, bit it up and, of course, got knocked out, fell face first into the canvas, to the outdoor Caesars Palace canvas, and there he laid. And I could hear him going, uh, uh, like he was having a BM. I'm sitting, uh, like he was having a tough time on the toilet. Uh, uh, and he was groaning to get up. He was knocked out. But his heart was telling him he was groaning to get up. When he hit the canvas, his eyes were closed. He woke up, and he started groaning to get up. Roberto Duran would not get up, but he would almost die trying that day. Of course, coming back after that fight, I remember being with the late Walker Smith. I'm talking about Sugar Ray Robinson, June of 1984. He and I are sitting in the Aladdin Hotel, and this is right after the fight. I'm a little bummed out. I'm a Durant fan. Okay, I mean, and I knew he wasn't going to be in that great of shape, but I really didn't think that... I really didn't think that Tommy Aarons would knock him out the way he did. But when you look at the size factor, when you, if, you can't cut, if you can't cut the range on Tommy Hearns right away or slip that right hand, guess what? You're going to get knocked out. And Roberto Duranza said was a fish on the hook for that right hand in the second round. It just knocked him into another time zone straight up. He had probably never been hit that hard ever, 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 ever in 100-plus fights. Anyway, talking with Ray Robinson, him and his wife Millie there. I think Millie just passed away about a year and a half ago. But all the three of us were sitting in his hotel suite in the Aladdin Hotel, and I was all bummed out. I mean, Duran just got knocked out, this and that. And, you know, I was telling, telling him, I said, you know, I studied, studied boxing a little bit, and, you know, how does this, what does this say about boxing history and Duran's place in it? And he said, well, you know, Duran was such a great champion, 135 pounds, and the fact that he did his thing at 147 and beat Ray Leonard, that was a, a significant accomplishment when they were both at their best. So, I would say even though Tommy Hearns knocked out Roberto Duran tonight, Roberto Duran will go down in history as a far better fighter and a greater fighter than Tommy Hearns. And that was a little tough for me to uh, decipher because of the fact that, you know, there's this vision in my mind of Duran laying on the ground going, trying to get up, you know, I mean, just trying like trying in vain to get up. So I, I had to deal with that a little bit. And then I started to realize as Duran moved on, of course, and, he would come back and he would fight Marvin Hagler and take Marvin the route 15 rounds. And after 12 rounds, some people thought that maybe Duran was ahead. Of course, he tried to Marvin Hagler, like Larry Merchant talked about, uh, Hagler trying to outbox Ray Leonard. He tried to outbox Roberto Duran. And Duran was putting it to him, man. Here was a little lightweight putting it to him. That would be like me at Junior Welterweight having some guy at 122 pop shots on me. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to. I mean, it just, it just wouldn't happen. So it just shows you to an extent. That while Marvin was a good fighter, and Larry called him a great fighter, and some people think he was a great champion, I don't know. Because, you know, I look at his resume, and, like, he lost to the guys that he lost to, Boogaloo Watts, and, yeah, he beat these guys. He came back and he beat them. Big, big deal. But what happened to Marvin Hagler was 
actually made his his claim to fame. His 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 resume is built on welterweights. Yeah, think about it. Ray Leonard, he lost to Ray Leonard in that big fight. All right, that was the welterweight. Tommy Hearns, big fight. Uh, the Her- the Hearn Hag- Hearns Hagler War, of course. Hagler Hearns, April Tax Day, nineteen eighty five, April fifteenth, nineteen eighty five. But do you know Duran as well? Duran and and Hagler. Duran, man, Duran just opened. What cracked me up about all this is that I was watching Duran pot shot Hagler, and I was saying to myself, you know, I'm looking at my little scorecard here, and I'm a little biased when I when I judge Duran fights. I got to admit that I was a little biased back then. But I had Duran ahead, and I looked around, and other people had Duran ahead, and we were saying to myself. Good Lord, Duran's going to pull this off. But the sheer size factor, the fact that, you know, Marvin was such a bigger dude that he was able to finally impose his will on the smaller man, the tired, the tired Roberto Duran, who got like two or three wins in that fight. But, you know, at the end, it was size that won that fight for Marvin Hagler. Had they both been the same size, Marvin Hagler would not have, the fight might not, might not have even been competitive, seriously. So that's how great a fighter, Manos Di Pietra, Roberto Duran, hands a stone, Born June 16th, 1951. That's how great of a fight he was. Like Ray Robinson said, yeah, he would be probably considered in history better than Tommy Hearns. I can go with that. As far as him being better than Sugar Ray Leonard is concerned, hmm. <clears throat> that there, uh, I'm a bit biased on that one. But I got to tell you, you know, Ray pushed out of that that rematch for like 10 years. I mean, what, they fought in like 80, and then they had, they had the no-moss fight, and Duran realized you know, about halfway through that fight, he wasn't in the greatest of shape, and his stomach was hurting. And Durant and Leonard was trying to make a clown out of him and not fight him in this twenty-four by twenty-four foot square ring, which was the biggest ring I've ever seen in professional prize fight history, outside of those rings that were in somebody's backyard back in the day, back in the eighteen hundreds, with Jack Johnson or something, or, or or John L. Sullivan or something like that. I kid you not, this ring was twenty-four by twenty-four down there, November twenty-fifth, nineteen eighty. The New Orleans Superdome, twenty-four by twenty-four. All this stuff, Duran got his his management team got played. They were offered eight point five million bucks. All they were concerned with was the money because you know here was Roberto Duran, a professional fighter since what nineteen sixty-seven. This was nineteen eighty. The most he had ever made was a million dollars, a million point five, I think, for the first Lander fight. So now they're offering him eight million bucks, and they knew he was out of shape. They knew he was fat because Mike Trainer, who called all the shots for Sugar Ray Lander, of course he. Landover, Maryland attorney, still alive, good guy. They call him Top Cat. That was his sort of code name, Top Cat, Top Cat. Anyway, Top Cat told me that he realized Duran was fat and heavy and that he was getting all these pictures out of out of Panama where Duran was partying after the June 20th, 1980 win over Leonard in, uh, at the Brawl in Montreal, up there in Montreal, Canada. Of course, the site of Leonard's 1976 Olympic gold medal win. Well, wasn't a winning night for Sugar Ray Leonard that night. In fact, he got his clock clean. In fact, you know, I, I, the fighter was the fight was closer on paper than I think it was in the ring, because in the ring Duran was just imposing as well. Yes, Leonard would march back, but Duran was imposing as well. And the fact that you know after that second no moss fight, after Duran gave him the rematch right away, Leonard waited almost ten years before they would rumble again. I think they rumbled in nineteen eighty nine, the grand opening of the Mirage Hotel for Steve Wynn in 1989, December 7, 1980. I think it was outdoors. Yeah, it was. It was snowing in Las Vegas that night. It was so cold. It was the coldest outdoor arena I've ever experienced in my life, I kid you not. And I was all bundled up. This wasn't Vegas, baby. This was Steve Wynn pulling off some outdoor. Uh, uh, he was opening a new hotel, the Mirage Hotel. So he decided he would do this fight outdoors, which was a big, big mistake because it was cold. And Duran had a blanket on him. He never got warm. And, of course, Leonard went on. 
and won an easy decision tonight over an uninspired and slow and old Roberto Duran. Duran was old, old, old at that point in time, almost elderly. And elderly. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is, even though I'm biased to an extent, I still consider Duran a better fighter than Ray Leonard. Sorry, look at his career accomplishments. The fact that Ray Leonard did everything by timing. Everything was timing with Ray. He waited three years after uh, after Duran exposed uh, Hagler. He waited two and a half years before he would fight Hagler and things like that. I mean, he wasn't old enough the night Duran almost beat him. He had to get older. And for things like that, uh, some of the things that, that Leonard did along the way, I lack a little bit of respect for him. I mean, as far as, a, as, as, as him being a fighter's concerned, as far as him being a businessman, Mr. Business, good Lord, nobody was better than Ray Leonard. Nobody. I mean, he's amazing, amazing uh, businessman. Of course, taught and learned from the great uh, Mike Trainer. But straight up, Duran, a better fighter than Hearns or Ray Leonard. That's just the way I think. Anyway, these 154-pounders now, of course, trying to make a move now. Junior middleweight, they call that's That's what they call it now, junior middleweight. Anyway, the guy that seems to be on top seems to be Jamel Charlo, one of the Charlo brothers. Of course, he fought last night at the Barclays Center, hoping the Brooklyn Nets there in Brooklyn, New York. That's right, outside of New York City. Anyway, pretty good fight. Erickson Lubin, of course, they, that fight ended like in a bang as Charlo retained his title for the second time with a very devastating first-round knockout. Boom. And when you catch a guy with a shot he didn't see, and that's what Lubin said, I didn't see it. I didn't see the shot. He caught me with a shot I didn't see. Well, guess what? You get caught with a shot you don't see, for the most part, lights out. It's just the way it is. Ask Vladimir Klitschko. All the punches he's been knocked out with, he didn't see coming. He just Some guys can prepare for it. I don't know if I told you this, but I can take punches straight on that I can see. I mean, I mean I'm probably not going to take a punch from George Foreman to keep standing or something like that. But for my guys and my weight, around my weight, I take a decent shot and keep standing, okay, if I can see the punch. The only times I ever got knocked down in boxing matches were punches I didn't see, right hooks and left hooks. Twice by a right hook, thrice by a left hook, okay? Um, five times, went down five times in, in my career. Five times, wasn't knocked out, but yeah, yeah, finished every fight on my feet. But still, man, there was a couple that were scary. Of course, that National Golden Gloves lost down there in Las Vegas to Ernie Chavez, who would go on and fight Melzer Taylor, the former world champion at that point in time when he fought him in the 80s. Uh, it was it was pretty, 90s. Pretty scary. It was pretty scary fighting Ernie Chavez. I told you about that, right? He hit me in the first round. I said to myself, Hmm, I won two minutes and 40 seconds of the first round. This guy clocks me with a right hook that I don't see coming. About 25, 30 seconds left to go in the round. I get up, I collect myself, I go back to the ring, go back to the corner. I realize I've got to right, watch out for that right hook. That right hook is a monster, okay? Then he dropped me in the second round, and then when I looked across the ring, it was four or five of him and a couple of referees. So with seven or eight other people in the ring, I didn't know which one I was going to be fighting. I didn't know who was making a count. Bottom line is I was confused, and I pulled out. And, of course, man... What can I say? Meldrick player. I told you what Meldrick said to me, right? Who was the guy that hit the hook? Yeah, what happened? I told Meldrick before the fight, before he fought Ernie Chavez, I said, you know, Mel, this guy's got a hell of a right hook. He'll drop you with it. That's how hard he hits. You just don't see it coming, and he'll drop you with it. And Meldrick goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. His record don't look all that good. Anyway, after the fight, Meldrick was holding a, a, uh, a, an ice pick up to his face saying, hey, who was the guy that said that guy could hit? Who was the guy? Yeah, it was me. <laughs> how do I know? Because he hit me, Ernie Chavez. Pretty good record. Look him up, Ernie Chavez out of Southern California. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, all your boxing records you can get at boxrec.com. It's probably the best site as far as records are concerned, bar none on the planet. Check it out, boxrec.com. 
You're tuned to Ring Talk live on SB Nation and Sport Byline Sports. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how Simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. My joints used to kill me. I'd wake up with stiff knees and a stiff back, and it wouldn't get much better throughout the day. I went to doctors and took almost every supplement you can think of, and nothing seemed to help. Then I found something called Oil Can Joint Lubricant. They use only top-of-the-line, all-natural ingredients, and I know many companies make similar claims, but here's the big difference. Oil can ingredients are scientifically formulated to work together faster than anything else in the marketplace. That's guaranteed. I take oil can every day. My knee pain was gone. It's just a few days. So if you have knee pain back pain and you tried everything, try Oil Can Joint Lubricant risk-free right now. I'm confident you'll have fewer aches and pains within days or we will gladly refund your money. Call right now. 800-989-1795-800-989-1795-800-989-1795-800-989-1795. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? for a vacation or a new car, but today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517 800 Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Also, a winner on that Showtime car brought to you by Al Heyman, his premier boxing champions. Talk about WBA champion Arasandi Lara, of course, the Cuban exile, now 24-2-2. Outclassed, previously undefeated Terrell Gasha. Gasha, 20-1, now 9 wax over 10 rounds, 12 rounds. Scores 116, 111, 117 twice. Of course, that man can really rock, no doubt about that. Talk about Arasandi Lara, but he's not exciting. When you're not exciting, when you're sort of like the B-side, when you're the B-side of things, yeah, you got to do what you got to do and make things happen. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide all across America, Canada, Puerto Rico, around the world, of course, 
live here in the United States via Sports Byline and SB Nation Radio Sports. I want to mention that we air Saturdays and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific time. The Saturday show is a one-hour show at 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Of course, an hour of boxing and MMA. And then we come back with the Sunday edition, two hours of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. First hour, this hour, all about boxing. Hour number two, we talk primarily mixed martial arts, but we, we, we stray on other subjects anyway. Bottom line is two hours of Ring Talk Live Worldwide each and every Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Hmm. Earl Spence, the hot 147-pound champion, of course, undefeated, left-handed 2012 Olympic gold medals. He's a real deal, I believe. No, everybody believes that. Anyway, he turned down a fight with Miguel Cotto. What's Miguel Cotto now? 95 years old, going on 100. Cotto, of course, said on this show back in 2000, 2012, 2000, whenever the, 2000, whenever the Giants played, and I was down there in Cartagena, Columbia, I think it was 2010, 2011. I'll get the year right. Anyway, he told me he wouldn't be fighting in another year. This is like 2017. This is five years later. This guy's got more money he can spend, okay? And guess what? Guess what? He's got a beautiful wife and family. And he told me, he looked at his family, he says, you know, after, after the Pacquiao fight, I don't know if I want any more death type of matches. You know, I mean, look at these, look at my beautiful family. And, and I said, yeah, you look at your beautiful family, but is he still looking at them now? I mean, come on, man. What happened? Did your eyes get foggy or what? Just, I know he's realized now he's his own promoter. Miguel Cotto, so he can promote his own shows on pay-per-view, and he's still a good, decent pay-per-view seller, okay? So he can make money, no doubt about it. He can make money he couldn't make before as far as percentage per fight is concerned. No doubt about it. you got to give him props for that, wanting to make money. But when you're making money in this manner, the residual effects of professional boxing are not kind, especially after 60, 70, you know, fights. And let's be honest, he's had a lot. He's had 40 fights. Okay, you look at his 40 fights, about all those amateur fights, and that's not what takes the toll, baby. It's the time in the gym. The time in the gym. I mean, think about this. The great Muhammad Ali sparring with Larry Holmes back in 1974. Larry beat him up so bad I had went inside to turn myself away from the cameras. The teller was just, oh, it was awful. And, of course, Holmes and Ali would fight, what, eight years later, six years later, of course, for the World Headweight Championship. October 3rd, October 2nd, 1980, the uh, day that Muhammad Ali passed away as a fighter, I believe. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Still one hour to come. We're talking mixed martial arts here live on Sports Byline and SB Nation Radio Sports. 